You are now listening to the Pittsburgh Wedding Podcast, In the Pit with The Rick. We talk about some other shit, too. I created this podcast with these objectives in mind. To offer ideas and guidance when couples are planning their wedding. To hear what it is like behind the scenes for the best wedding vendors, particularly DJs, in Pittsburgh and surrounding areas. Getting to know vendors on a personal level. Listen to dope DJ sets from the area's best and most sought-after DJs for weddings, and to have some fun. Welcome to In the Pit. Allow myself to introduce myself. Hi, my name is The Rick. That is indeed me. Welcome to In the Pit with the Rick. For those of you who don't know me, a little bit about myself. Uh, I was born in the 412 by way of Carrick. Uh, I've been a DJ for 10 years. Uh, Some of that time I spent learning and assisting some of the best DJs in this city. Um, This was such a huge uh, part in the development of myself as a DJ. Uh, just being able to see different DJs and different settings, um, you know, picking their brain, uh, it helped tremendously in developing my DJ style. I do roughly 30 events per year. Majority of those events are weddings, and the rest are made up of private parties, corporate events, uh, charities, uh, bars, and uh, you can sprinkle a few uh, proms and homecomings in there as well. You're probably wondering, you know, what exactly is in the pit with the Rick? Uh, The short answer is I have no fucking clue. I've been sitting on this project for a little over a year now, and I wanted to release it last year, but, you know, COVID happened. But I thought this was uh, a great time to release it. You know, when you think of wedding day, wedding day is nothing else but the couple. That's all that matters on wedding day. And I wanted to create a podcast that focuses on couples. And you're probably wondering, well, what qualifies me to give uh, wedding advice? I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! seriousness I've I've been to numerous weddings in different settings and I've been to weddings in different states and uh, surrounding areas of Pittsburgh as well and I'll be truthfully honest with you I feel that the wedding industry has become very saturated and what I mean by that is um, you know anybody who has a camera is a photographer anybody who has you know, access to video is a videographer and anybody who, you know, has music thinks that they're a DJ and that is not the case. And I wanted to create a podcast that where I can gather some of the best wedding vendors in this city to provide valuable information to couples. You know, wedding sites and wedding groups are a great resource for couples. Uh, I truly believe that. Uh, It's a great place for couples to kind of, you know, mingle with other couples going through the same process that they're going through. I mean, let's be honest, planning a wedding, it it should be fun and it is fun, but it can also be stressful. So it's a great place to kind of talk and communicate with couples that are going through the same uh, process that you're going through. Uh, But I feel at times that wedding sites and groups they can kind of cater more towards the cosmetics of a wedding and in that uh, in turn that makes them cater more to the brides and the ladies and I wanted to create an environment that is for the couple so if you're a couple getting married this podcast is for you. With that being said, I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy In the Pit with the Rick. I'm going to have some great wedding vendors on here, and I'm going to do some things on here that are going to make this enjoyable and fun, uh, not only for couples, but just uh, everyday people. I hope you listen to this as well. 
uh, I got some cool things planned for this podcast that I think are going to not only provide valuable information for couples, but I think everyone's going to enjoy. My first guest is a man who needs no introduction. Uh, He is the mayor of Brookline. DJ Crush, a.k.a. Tony Griffith. Tony, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining us. What's up, brother? Glad to uh, be here. Finally getting this going, and uh, I know you talked about it forever, and uh, excited to hear what you have to say and and some of the ideas that you're going to put out there to help out brides and and grooms with their big day. I appreciate you being here, man. And just just for the record, Mm -hmm. when I say the mayor of Brookline, I used to think that that was a self-proclaimed title, (laughs) but there's actually people who call you the mayor of Brookline, so I I guess it's actually for real now. You are the mayor of Brookline. I, I love Brookline. There's no doubt about that. I, I don't know about mayor. Uh, some people have said that before, but um, you know I just love this neighborhood. And if I was the mayor, that would be a beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being here, man. We appreciate it, sure, uh, and I know the couples are going to appreciate a lot of the uh, valuable information that you're gonna. Um, provide for them yeah man there's so much information out there that brides and grooms don't know until after the fact or you know sometimes they never even know about it and and it was something that could help out their wedding or make it more efficient logistically whatever um but i I think the ideas that you have that you're going to be able to put out there for people are really going to help out on their big day and i wanted to concentrate more on you know not to diminish other vendors but I think the day of your wedding, mm-hmm. I think the most important vendors, and of course, obviously, you know from experience, the yeah. vendors who are kind of coordinating to make sure the day runs smoothly right. are your DJ, your photographer, your videographer, your venue, which also includes your you know your venue manager, right, for sure. um, and catering. I think yeah. those are the biggest... Uh, vendors that kind of are coordinating to make sure your day runs fluently. And, and you have to have a good relationship with all of them. You know what I mean? Um, I always walk in and the first thing I do is I give them an agenda and introduce myself. And I think that, um, and in some cases I've talked to them beforehand or I know them, so it's it's not a big deal. But, you know, you got to go in there and say, hey, we, we have a program we have to run today. we got to make two people very happy and, uh, you know, just get to it. So I think that it's it's very important to have a good rapport and, uh, and be able to work well with the folks that are, are, are your other vendors. Absolutely. And I have a ton of stuff that I want to kind of get into it, to get in with you, Tony. I was just going to say, I, I, I know this is only, you know, so long, but I figure we could go f- for 15 hours on, on uh, talking about this Without stuff. a doubt. Uh, but but kind of before we get into that, do you mind just kind of giving people a little background on how you kind of got into DJing? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, it's, it's a crazy story because I um, needed a DJ. I was work. I was the president of my fraternity up at Westminster College, and we needed a DJ. And I had talked to my cousin Joe about it. He said he was just getting into it, and uh, his boss, the guy he was working for at the time, um, he came up and started uh, to to DJ a couple events for us. And he was like, "You know what? You could do this up here. Like, you could make it happen." So that was uh, two thousand and. Uh, started DJing and uh, really never looked back. Do about uh, 30 to 40 weddings a year. Um, I had been uh, and in the bar scene before too. I, I did Finn McCool's for uh, four years. I did the Clotta uh, Irish Pub for maybe three or four years as well. Um, so, you know, I've been around the block. Uh, probably done about 500 weddings at this point. Um, I mean, I feel like... Uh, Every weekend that I'm not doing something, it's like I should be at a wedding. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. You're definitely a seasoned vet, uh, for sure. And in that time, you know, when you made that transition from you know doing parties and bars to mm-hmm. weddings, yeah, I know you've probably seen you know from your first wedding until now, you've probably seen a lot of changes in the wedding landscape. Oh, for um, sure. The evolution of weddings, I should the say. The evolution of myself as well. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say I feel bad for the folks that booked me back in, in 2005 and 2006, but I feel like I'm a much better DJ uh, today than I was then. You know? Absolutely. But can you kind of maybe touch on, you know, from your first wedding until now, 
mm-hmm. uh, the kind of the evolution of weddings, how they've changed. Right. Um, I would say they're more hands-on now. You know, social media, everybody wants to post what they did and, and, and what it looks like and the different, you know, aspects of their wedding and all that. So my my big thing, I would say, is personalization, um, you know, with Pinterest and, and all the other different um, blogs and uh, YouTube and all that. You know, people are trying to do stuff different. They want to personalize their day. They want their day to be, you know, theirs rather than just, you know, any other wedding. So... I think more than anything, people are just being a lot more hands-on, and they're really focusing on making uh, making their wedding different from everyone else's. You know, also kind of the elephant in the room right now is, you know, COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, things are definitely getting back to normal. Yes, thank God. Um, but last year was it was just fucking brutal for <laughs> for vendors and, and couples as well. I mean. Yeah. Couples, as terrible as it was for vendors, it was even worse for couples. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I mean, it's difficult planning a wedding in the first place, but then trying to plan it with all these restrictions and things are changing, you know, every from week to week. And you, you, it's just, I felt bad for all the couples that had to deal with the, and, the COVID wedding. And I had to reschedule, my wife and I, we had to reschedule our wedding once. And there's these couples that have to reschedule two, three, four times. Yeah, and I had it, one of those that uh, that finally got to get married in March, and, and there were still, you know, some COVID restrictions at the time. And even though that it, you know, even though that we're kind of moving into the direction of kind of out of COVID right. as more people get, you know, vaccinated and things kind of start to open up, right. uh, you're still kind of in the process of going, as, as a lot of vendors are, mm-hmm. a lot of your weddings this year were reschedules from last year. Right, right. And you must mind, um, if you don't mind, just kind of talking about how you're kind of navigating that situation still. Yeah, it's um, it's difficult because you want to you wanna keep that couple, uh, you want to book them, and you want to ensure that they have a, uh, their event is, is able to work out for them. Um, but you also have to consider your schedule, you have to consider... Um, you know, other people's schedules, there, there's just a lot of logistics that you really have to figure out. And I moved a few, um, to other, other DJs just because I was already booked on them. You know what I mean? Um, there's other couples that, you know, completely canceled and they said, you know, we'll talk to you after COVID. There's some couples that had something small and then they were going to have a party afterwards. There's really no rhyme or reason to how everything's getting done, but uh, I will say this, that you know all the couples that have been going through this process have been super polite, super courteous, and understanding that it's not, you know, it's hard for everyone right now. It is. It, it certainly is. And one of the things that I've noticed is couples are more uh, open to suggestions because when it comes to... Um, actually putting together your wedding because there's so many moving parts mm-hmm. with COVID. They're more open to um, suggestions of, you know what, we wanted this traditional formal venue, right. but I think you know we're okay with throwing a venue in a backyard and making right. it happen. It's kind of like, you know, you're up Shit's Creek and it's like, okay, what do I, what, what are my options now instead of you know, going to the venue and the venue manager telling you you have to do things one way or the other or whatever. Now people are thinking outside the box, which is, uh, you know, expanding on that that um, creative, you know, hands-on sort of feel that people people have been doing in the first place. So, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Tony. One of uh, the questions couples always ask me when they reach out is, first, you know, are you available? Right. Secondly. What do you charge? Mm-hmm. And I always tell couples uh, that's kind of a difficult question right, right. Uh, in itself because I need more information from you other than, hey, I'm getting married on you know, July 11th. Right. Um, what do you charge? Right. And I always tell couples I wish I could answer that, but I'm going to need more information. And I just want to kind of pick your brain a little bit of how you approach the the pricing question because everybody has a general range right but it's hard to be specific with a price until you know more details right yeah I uh, I mean I'm kind of used to it at this point um, where people just you know are, are price uh, you know price shopping 
the thing that I, I really realize is the folks that are price shopping are really not for me. You know what I mean? They're 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 looking at a price point rather than looking at what they're buying. You know what I'm saying? It's like oh, I'll take any old refrigerator if it costs X amount of dollars. Um, first thing I ask them is, you know, where is your venue? You know, because obviously if I have to travel a significant amount, there's going to be some travel uh, fees added. And um, what is there a um, is there a range that? Yeah, you... if you're if you're sixty miles out. Uh, which is, you know, around about an hour, that's where I start to charge more, uh, depending on, you know, how far out and all that kind of stuff. But um, I need to know the venue. I need to know how many setups you're going to have. Obviously, I need to know the time, you know, the amount of time that you're going to use me for. So there's a bunch of different variables that go into the price. I mean, there's a general range, you know, that I could give you. um, But for your specific wedding, you know, everybody's wedding's a little bit different. And I want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're... catching everything because there's plenty of times where couples will add things as we're talking and they're like oh we owe you for you know we're having our ceremony we didn't tell you about the ceremony that we need you for or you know we we weren't sure about cocktail hours so we need to add an hour there or whatever it may be um even the day of they'll add um so there's there's just so many different variables to give somebody a direct you know answer straight out of the gate no and i couldn't agree with that more and I know I've told you this story before, but uh, I just want to kind of tell couples this yeah, story. Yeah, tell the listeners what, what you're, you have to endure. One of the first weddings I, I've ever done, and actually I think it's a wedding, um, I think it may have been a wedding you sent me because you were booked, or yeah. um, DJ Underdog sent me because he was booked. I can't remember who, uh, but I got an email saying, hey, you know, weddings this day. Um, and it's those four words. It's just a party. Locked a party. Right. Yeah. And I made the mistake. I said, oh, well, it's just a party. We all do this. We all do and it. And I charged, you know, a party price. Right. What an idiot. Oh, what a loser. And then I get there and I'm like, okay, she's in a wedding dress. Here's a list of songs. Here's, and a, then here's an agenda. I always, I always want to talk to... I always want to talk to couples. Yeah, for sure. If you're I, in front of them and you, you get a better feel for who they are, what you can play that day. I mean, there's so many different variables in, in that with just talking with them rather than shooting back emails here and there, text messages. You know, I, I want to at least do a Zoom with you so I absolutely. can get a for it. You know what I mean? Like, that's obviously how we've been doing business a lot lately. But I Zoom with pretty much every couple now. And this way, I know them. We joke around. We talk for an hour, you know, and, and I have a feel of who they are rather than just, hey, I'm your DJ. I'm going to play music that you email me. And there's not many good things that have come from COVID, obviously. But mm-hmm. if there's one good thing that has come from it, it's uh, couples are more, and not only couples, but I'm more uh, open to doing a FaceTime or a Zoom because not everybody has time to go, you know, sit down and meet somewhere yeah, for bar, have a beer. Yeah, you can just hop and talk and about your wedding, done. and then you can go about your day or your evening or right. or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, I want to talk to couples because I think the price. If you, I think if you're just price shopping, I think you're doing yourself a disservice because you might miss out on oh for sure somebody great. Like I said, would you go and buy a refrigerator without like looking into it beforehand? You know, you don't you don't just go in and 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 just buy a TV without saying, oh, it's it has this or it has this or whatever. Like, you want to know a little bit more about it. You don't want to just go in and grab the first TV you see because it's the right price point. It's just it's the same thing. And 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 once you have your range down, that's fine to have a range. But then don't just go with the first person not not just DJs but any vendor for that matter right don't go with the first DJ that is in your range get a few DJs that are in your range mm-hmm. and then talk to them talk to FaceTime with them get get a rapport with them kind of see what their personality is because in turn vendors also want to see your personality because it might a yeah, couple might it's not a good fit on our end rather yeah. than on their end where you know they're they're saying they want uh they want a DJ that does this, and then you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm not really your guy for that, but I'll find you somebody. I'll refer you somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, Tony, another thing I wanted to kind of uh, touch on with you is um, is wedding sites. Yeah. I think they're a very, very valuable 
resource for couples. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe that. Like the Knot and Wedding Wire and, uh, you know, Facebook groups, I think they're very, very valuable. Right, but right. I always tell couples, don't put all your eggs into that basket. Right. Make sure you branch out away from those sites. Well, I mean, it's a lot of opinionated uh, stuff. So, you know, the age-old saying is, you know, uh, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. So, with that being said, uh, you know, you want to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, One of the most important things that I've noticed from uh, wedding sites and wedding groups is, you know, when you go on those groups, um, you know, whether it's a DJ, a photographer, a venue, um, a a photo booth, anything, Mm -hmm. you know, you see all these reviews and all these couple, or excuse me, you go on these wedding sites and you see all these reviews of vendors and you have you know, 50 DJs with five-star reviews. Mm -hmm. And it it makes it extremely difficult and probably stressful for couples to, you know, pick the best when when everybody's the best. Right. Everyone's the best. Everyone has 500-star reviews, five-star reviews. You know, a lot of people pay for their stuff on there, too, which they get, you know, obviously featured and all that. Um, and, and I know you don't, I know you're on the knot, and I know you're on the wedding wire, and yeah. I know you don't, you're one of the uh, few people, vendors, you're one of the few vendors who were kind of grandfathered in, who don't pay, but you're right. still on there. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying, I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not three, saying. Three times best of wedding, bro. Three times. <laughs> And I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying where, you know, it's not a good idea to go on there and, you know, read review, read reviews. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is you can't put all your eggs in that basket and say, oh, well, the knot in the wedding wire and, the, you know, these Facebook wedding groups say that, you know, so-and-so is the best, so they must be the best. Right. I think one of the best reviews is from, for example, somebody at work who was at a wedding and said, oh, you're looking at DJ Crush. I was actually at a wedding. He's right. really, really good. Work, I think work's the best because it's an unbiased opinion, and you know, there's, there's a lot of different people that can help you out with, uh, with ideas and suggestions there that are um, diverse. You know what I mean? Your family knows somebody or you know, your, uh, your, your friend knows somebody or whatever. Go to, go to work where you're not getting somebody that has a biased opinion about who they want you to get or whatever, they're going to say, oh, I had a great time at this wedding and so-and-so DJed it, or I had a great time at this wedding, look at these photos, something, you know, that is, is valid, something of substance. Right. And kind of tying into um, wedding sites, I, I kind of actually wanted to get into a little bit with you is how one of the differences I've seen, obviously, with weddings the evolution of weddings is the social media effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, with photography and videography, it's important because that's their work. You know what I mean? They're putting their work out there. For me, I think, you know, I try to post after every wedding, uh, the day of the wedding. Uh, I try to post, you know, any any reviews I get or anything like that. But I think you have to be nowadays because people are searching hashtags for, for different things and trying to personalize their wedding Um by going on social media and seeing what other people have done or, or, or what, you know, get creative from ideas that they see there. So I think you have to be on there. Um, my Instagram is probably um, what I use the most. You know, Facebook is, is Facebook, but there's different demographics you're looking at on these different social media platforms. And I think Instagram is probably the best for um, getting your name out there and, and really finding that group of, of brides and grooms, you know, more so brides, obviously, but... Um, I think that that's the the easier reach than uh, than Facebook. It's funny whenever couples reach out to me, they're always like, "Oh yeah, are you on Instagram, Facebook?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, I am." As of two years ago, right? <laughs> I got it because of this. You know, there, you have to have it, but you, you know, have to. You're not a social media guy. We no. try to tag Rick in in pictures and stuff back in the day, and it was just like. Nah, no. And not that I was ever against it. Uh, it just wasn't, I just want to show up, do a good job for couples or, you know, a company, wherever, whatever the event is. Right. Throw down jams and 
And uh, but it is it's a it's a valuable and an important part of the business these days. Yeah, it's it's super important. You have to have it. If you don't have it, you you know you're you're selling yourself short. Who's your um? And I don't mean to put you on the spot because I know you have a lot of uh, vendor friends and uh, vendor associates. But who's your favorite vendor to work with? Like when you're going over things with a couple and they say, oh, yeah, you know, I have this so-and-so vendor there. You're like, yes, I'm so glad they're here. Can, can I have two? Sure, absolutely. Um, first and foremost is my bro, Stephen Dre, uh, does photography. Amazing awesome. photographer. Uh, he was going to do my wedding. Great dude. Amazing um, artist as yeah, well. Yeah, very, very creative, uh, very, uh, very eclectic kind of kind of dude. Um, but I, I always have fun with him. He's easy to work with. He's not a pain in the butt, um, you know, here and there. He might take photos a little bit longer than I would prefer, but he'll blame it on the couple anyway. But no, I'm just kidding. That was from the last wedding that we were at. Um, <laughs> in addition, Studio Bash, uh, they are they are phenomenal. Um, they did my engagement pictures. Uh, I hold them in high regard, and, and they're super easy to work with. And really... For us, I think the most important thing is how easy they are to work with. You know what I mean? Um, they do amazing uh, work as well, but you know, for me, I'm really looking into. They're easy to work with. They're not a pain in the butt. Like we can get along all day long. And and like I said, I have fun with both Stephen and um, Derek and Allie from uh, Studio Bash. Yeah, shout out to Stephen Dre and Studio Bash, uh, both uh, photographer vendors who. I hope to have on this podcast at yeah, some point. Yeah, absolutely. What is the craziest wedding story that you can, and this is, in the pit is unfiltered. Right. So what is the craziest wedding story that has ever happened to you uh, at a wedding? I mean, there's so many different kinds of, of, of stories that I could go into. Um, there's some that are just, this is weird, or somewhere you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. Um, or, or we're running, you know, bad on time or whatever, but the one that I can think of was, uh, about four years ago, and, uh, there was a fight, uh, at the wedding, right on the dance floor, and, um, it was, like, the best man and, uh, the brother of, of the bride, and they just, <laughs> they just started to go to, uh, go to blows, and, and one thing led to another, and thankfully, there was more than one brother, and they kind of calmed the one brother down, and, there wasn't much of a, a real big, you know, fight, but uh, I didn't know what to do because, you know, at a bar, they want you to turn the music off so they can, you know, resolve the problem right. and, and, and take care of it. At the wedding, you got to keep playing like nothing's going on. It's like, show must go like, on. Yeah, don't look behind <laughs> the curtain. Don't look behind the curtain. Like, uh, keep dancing. And, um, yeah, so that was probably the, the biggest, uh, like, shocker of a wedding. You know what I mean? Like I said, there's there's been other things that have happened, but that one is... is the one that sticks out to me. The couple made it out of unscathed. They made yeah, it through. The couple, okay, the couple made it out. Uh, all was good. Uh, I think they have since got divorced um, based on social media, but um, I, I don't think it had anything to do with the fight. Well, that that's good at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, as as I mentioned before, how I think it's important for couples and their vendors to communicate and get to know each other on a personal level because you're going to be spending a lot of time communicating. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do on this podcast is for couples to kind of get to know the vendor that I have on a personal level. So I just kind of wanted to ask you some questions non-wedding related yeah. to kind of give couples an idea of who DJ Crush is when he's not doing weddings. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is your favorite song of all time? Oh man, um, so hard to put you know one in there, but right, right. Um, as you know, my favorite uh, artist rapper of all time is Mace Mason Betha Harlem World, um, which is I'm assuming that's your favorite album. Yeah, Harlem yeah. World for sure, for sure. Um, but I would say that my favorite song of all time is, and uh, I was actually a West Coast fan, so. It's surprising that this is the uh, song. It's Mo Money, Mo Problems, Notorious B.I.G., Puff Daddy, and of course Mace. Um, Classic. Can't go wrong Mo with Mo Money, it. Mo Problems reminds me of working with my uh, cousin Jeff, DJ Mad Dog. Um, 
uh, we were we were dishwashers, believe it or not, and uh, that song came on all the time, and I was like, give me the dishes, I can clean <laughs> them all now, I'm ready to go. Money Mo problem. Shout out to the bad boys. Um, that was that was that was a good time. That was a real good time. What are when you're not DJing? What are kind of some things you're doing? You know, hobbies that you like. Yeah, um, I do a lot of. Uh, I don't want to say like community service, but like community organizing and stuff. I like to volunteer, uh, help out with uh, Brookline uh, community groups and and different things like that. Um, there's not much else that I really get into. I, I, I'm a DIY kind of guy. I do a bunch of you know projects at my house, and I do some uh, cricketing. Um, cricket is my uh, my big hobby these days. Um, but yeah, there's not much to it. Like I said, it's DJing, working, and 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 that's pretty much it. And there's if not you a need lot of time in there, if you need any t-shirts, sweatshirt, you actually have an Etsy site now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a couple kids. Um, it's for our our podcast. Well, I guess that's something that I do on the on the other end of things too. I, I have a podcast, a political podcast, but. Um, yeah, it's um, mostly political stuff. I provide all my couples, like you do, uh, with with T-shirts that kind of uh, you know bring the whole day in, and uh, you know says DJ Crush on it and all that. Um, so, and what is your podcast? Um, just a couple kids. Uh, it's a political podcast about local Pittsburgh politics. Um, it's uh, it's a good time. It's 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 we try to make it easy to digest politics rather than it being something that nobody wants to talk about or they're like uh, too into it. You know what I mean? We, we, it's like pop culture's take. Maybe like a, like the Daily Show, you could say, uh, of Pittsburgh politics. Who is, if there was a life movie of DJ Crush, who would play you in that movie? Oh, wow. Um, well, for the majority of my life, uh, people said I looked like uh, three different people. So I'll let you pick who, who you think should be it. Um, okay. There was Jonathan Taylor Thomas um, from Home, Home Improvement. Okay, Home Improvement. Tim the Tool Man. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian Luttrell, lead singer of the Backstreet Boys. Tell me why ain't nothing but a Okay. And uh, Christian Slater, one of my exes, uh, the, her mom used to call me Christian Slater all the time, and I was like, I don't Christian get it. Christian Slater, And then I, and then I would wow. see it, and I was like, yeah, maybe a little bit, I guess. I, I feel like Christian Slater's a little nerdier than me, but probably of those three, uh, you know, depending on the movie, if it was if it was a, um, a musical, obviously I'd pick Brian Luttrell, but I, I'm going to go JTT. Um, that would that would be that's who I would go with. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen him in the uh, in the news lately, so it could be like his comeback coming. Out, uh, it would be a boring movie, but nonetheless, he he would have time to come back and try to uh, get back into the Hollywood game. I'm trying to think of movies Christian Slater was in, and the movie that always comes to my my it's a it's a little bit of an older movie is is Cuffs. Did you mm. ever see that? No, I never saw that. Yeah. I. I don't waste your don't can, waste your time. It's okay. one of those movies that's terrible, but when it's on, it's not on often. It. Yeah, but you can't take your eyes away from it because it's so bad. It's good. Yeah, but uh, there wasn't he in like a Robin Hood movie or something too. Yeah, so he was in the the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. I that's the I think it's the I, I think it's the original Robin Hood movie. Yeah, I don't know how many Robin Hood movies the there only are. Thing I, I with Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, um, I believe so. Yeah, he was uh. I can't even remember what character he was in that. He looked but, like Peter Pan. Yeah. Well, I think he was, I think he was Robin Hood's like brother or step bastard Parker, brother or something Parker like that crime, in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, Christian. That's, that's, no. For some reason, that's the only thing I could think of that he's ever done in it. And I'm sure he's done way more. I mean, Christian Slater's a big name, but I have no clue what movies that my, that dude was in. <laughs> Tony, thank you so much for coming through, man. I appreciate it. Was I think this is uh, definitely a lot of valuable information for couples to.
kind of digest uh, when it comes to not only picking, you know, um, going through the DJ process, but right. vendor process as well. Yeah, I mean, it, what you're doing is great because you're dumbing it down to people, and, it, and it's similar to my podcast where it's it's just getting out the information to people that is easy for them to understand. Uh, it's not boring. It's entertaining. There's there's you know little tidbits in there that are that are you know something you can take out and add to your wedding. So um, keep doing what you're doing, man. And I, I appreciate being the uh, the first guest on the show. And hopefully I'll be back again to uh, you know kick some more knowledge. Um, I just want to tell the viewer or the listeners that um, I have had my sunglasses on this entire podcast. He has and literally I feel like Kodak Black. Um, <laughs> so maybe you can drop some Kodak right in there right now. <laughs> he, he literally has had his sunglasses on this whole time. But I'm not. I'm actually not done with DJ Crush yet because in a minute you're gonna hear uh, a quick little ten minute set of him uh, that yeah, he's gonna throw down here. You guys, awesome. Tony, thank you so much for coming through, man. That is Tony Griffith, a.k.a. DJ Crush. You can check him on Instagram at DJ Crush 412 You can check his Facebook at DJ Crush and his website, DJTonyGriffith.com. He is booking weddings right now, filling up quickly for 2022. 2022 and I bo- is miserable already. I just want to say that. So if you need to get, <laughs> if you need to get your wedding in, Hit me up ASAP because we're 25 deep. I don't know where all these people are coming from, but everybody's getting married in 2022. So <laughs> hit me up. And, and 2023 just started. So 2022, though, get it in now. And I, I think he actually started booking some 2023s and yeah. some uh, 2023 inquiries as well. Yeah. Tony, thank you so much, man. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. So I went to the club. Put on a fresh white suit and a mini coupe sitting on dubs. I'm just looking for somebody to talk to and show me some love. If you know what I mean. Everybody jacking me as soon as I stepped in the spot. I stepped in the spot. 200 bitches in the building, ain't none of them hot, ain't none of them hot. Except for this pretty young thing that was working all the way at the top, all the way at the top. Shouted, what is your name? Ooh, she made us drinks to drink. We drunk and got drunk and made her think. She thinks I'm cool. She gave me a wink, I winked back. And then I think that we hit it off something probably
Sound sick over Dre drums, nigga. I ain't stupid. I see Doc, then my dope come with the whoa. Shorty hits the hypnotic, she moves the soul. Got it to watch, I'm like, bounce that ass, girl. I get it crump in here, I make it jump in here. Front in here, we'll thump in here. Oh, I'm so good, I'm so ghetto, so hard. So gully, so grindy, what's good? I side the bins on dubs, I'm in the club, snug. Don't start nothing, it won't be nothing. Uh. Little mama, show me how you move it. Baby, what you got to do it? Do your thing like it ain't got to do it. Shake, shake that ass, girl.
that I wanted to do with this podcast is kind of end every episode with a wedding tip. Uh, one, so for episode one, the wedding tip that I wanted to offer to couples is this. I see couples asking for, on, on websites and Facebook groups, I see them asking for vendors who have experience at a particular venue. And once you've have been to so many venues, you're going to run into uh, a duplicate venue eventually. And what I mean by that is you're going to run into a venue that is similar to another venue. So for instance, uh, if you've been to, you know, Soldiers and Sailors or Armstrong Farms or the University Club or the Power Center or the Marriott, eventually you're going to run into a venue 
that reminds you of another venue. So couples, when you're looking for a DJ with experience at a certain venue, um, just keep in mind that if a vendor hasn't been to that particular venue, uh, there's a 99.9% chance that they have been to a venue uh, similar to that venue. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out at any time. My contact info is my Instagram, therick412. My Facebook page, you can search The Rick, or my website, djrickymatthews.com, and that's Matthews with one T. There was a mistake at Ellis Island, I was told, so that is Matthews with one T. Uh, I also am booking 2022 weddings and events now, and I've also had some inquiries about 2023. Uh, you know, and I, and I mean this sincerely. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I, you know, I'm always willing to give my honest opinion, uh, whether it is uh, DJ related or not. You know, you're spending a lot of money on a wedding, and uh, you, you definitely deserve that. Uh, and it's never too early to start planning and booking your vendors. Uh, it sneaks up on you fast. What makes a great wedding boils down to four things. What I like to call the wedding G's. Good company, good music, good food, and good booze. I'll see you out there on the dance floor. You're amazing! Oh God, I think you're amazing. Oh my God, don't ever leave me. Ever. Good. Because I'd find you. <laughs>